This episode is sponsored by Silvercross Subbury. Silvercross Subbury is your local store for quality home accessibility equipment. They sell the following products. Stair lifts, curved stair lifts, porch lifts, deck lifts, ceiling lifts, wheel, wheelchair lifts, obviously wheelchairs as well, just to name a few. Scooters, walkers, hospital beds, etc. Visit them at 760 Notre Dame Avenue or, or call them at 705-222-0700. That is 705-222-0700 for any health care inquiries. Seems as though I've lived my life on the bad side of the moon. Just stir your drags and sickness still without a rustic spoon. Now come on people, live with me where the light has never shown. And my hornets flock like hummingbirds speaking in a foreign tongue. This is my life, this is my life, this is my life, my life. This is my life, this is my life, this is my life. What is going on, everyone? Welcome to episode 73 of Behind the Bench. Tom, you like this one. Michael Ryder. You remember Michael Ryder, Tom? No? You don't remember him? Montreal Canadian. Montreal Canadian and and a Boston Bruin uh, who made the glove save in net uh, against... uh, He wasn't... He was a player, but... (laughs) Net was empty, made made a save against the Habs in the playoffs. But anyways, um, we are live in person once again, folks. Um, we're mobile. BTB is as mobile as it can get. We are here at the Savage Camp Residence here. Uh, gorgeous here by the lake, calm, um, no paparazzi. You know, it's just uh, it's just the boys here. So, <laughs> so we're just hanging out. Um, let's send it off. Tom, what's going on, bro? Yeah, I hope everyone had a good long weekend. I'm sure we're going to dive into that. Um, it was good. Played a lot of golf this weekend. Um, actually ended up seeing Dan Eddy. He was in town for, uh, I believe, a week, eh, Mace? I think. Um, so he came out last week to, to softball as well. It's good to see him. Uh, got together with basically all those guys, Whitehead Simeones. We went out, had some fun. I had some people over at my house, too, and enjoyed the weather the long weekend. And now we're here recording. It's uh, I got three tournaments coming up for in the next three weekends for golf. We got the Beaujolais this weekend, and I'm partnered actually with Chimino this year. So looking forward to that. And then the following weekend, I uh, just signed up today for the ID Club Champions. Club Championship? Champions, whatever you want to call it. And then the following weekend, I'm looking to defend Chimino's crown at the Lively Open. He will be gone to, to Florida, so it looks like I'm going to try to take his spot to shoot 73. So busy couple weekends coming up for me, but other than that, Thank you for Mason for hosting us. He's uh, anytime. We have a nice dinner planned as well after this, so it's it's honestly way better to do it in person than uh, than Zoom. So what's your handicap now, Tom? Playing a lot of golf. It's at a five exactly. Wow, that's nuts. It started probably at an eight or nine this summer, and it's been. What was it last summer? Like an eight, like a a solid eight or nine, maybe even like a ten. I wonder what's changed. (laughs) <laughs> well, a lot of things a lot of freedom a lot of, a lot of freedom in here. yeah no kidding yeah uh, playing a lot of golf yeah. and that's the voice obviously of producer mason <laughs> monet savage who i can tell you right now i've never seen someone mourn their element right now other than mason money savage what's going on brother uh, not a lot we're back at my camp residence and fresh off a weekend of hosting nine of my buddies from university so a little tired still but no, looking forward. Feels like summer's starting to starting to turn, eh? It's it's getting, it's getting that e- feeling, yeah. yeah. Again, emails from school and back to school, back to school. Yeah, a yeah. month away. Um, but no, uh, golf 
golf's brutal right now, not <laughs> great. And then other than that, got a couple shifts down at the National Bank Open next week. And then we'll be at uh, the CP Women's Open as well. Okay. okay. So yeah, busy August for me with work. And then yeah, no dog days of summer right now. There's not a whole lot going on. There's not much on TV. That's, oh, that's what I've worst. A lot. It's uh, yeah, absolute worst. Like last night, I was on the couch with them as and we were watching Seattle play the Yankees, and I'm like, what are we doing? Like, <laughs> there's like nothing on, and you know anyways. what's coming around the corner? World Juniors. World Juniors and football season. Yeah. Yeah. Hard Knocks is starting soon. Got the Hall of Fame game on Thursday. Yeah. Fantasy football drafts are happening. So are, are we going to do a league this year? Are we going to... I don't know if we'll be prepared for a league this year. I don't know. We, uh, we'll we talk about it. We'll yeah. talk about yeah. it. I don't know anything about football. I know a few guys. Maybe but... we'll do the Eddie Survivor Pool. Okay. I, yeah, we make a team. I think it would be a good idea. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. I like that. Yeah. How are yeah. you doing, Chem? I'm doing good, boys. Um, solid week. Uh, very frustrated with my golf game. Um, <laughs> after the invite, I posted an 80 and an 81, which is that's match play right there. Um, not very happy with myself in terms of that, but um, no, having fun. Had a great long weekend relaxing. We're out on the lake with the Beljo crew and, and all that. So yeah, no, it, was, uh, it was tons of fun. Um, Bears in United is 4-0 now in our COVID <laughs> season. I don't think we're going to lose a game. Um, it's the jerseys. It's the jerseys from Param. Thank you. I'm on a two game heater, boys. I got two goals in. I was gonna uh, say, have you scored yet? Four games. So describe these goals to me. Were they headers from a corner kick? Were no, they, no, both. Like... <laughs> no, both were just good passes to my feet and just found the corner. Yeah, just found the corner. You guys have to come watch. What's day. your uh, idea? Do you have a five star weak foot, or are you a no, I'm strong a, I'm lefty? A, I'm a lefty. I'm a lefty. That's that's my key and my touches. I still got no matter. I could be 50, never touch a ball in 100 years. I'd still have the touch. It's crazy. Yeah, it's yeah. insane. Never Sounds like you it. can make the Italian uh, World Cup team. Yeah, the one that doesn't exist. <laughs> yeah, you keep digging that one in there. <laughs> that one hurts. Um, but yeah, no, everything is good. I actually, I wish Roberto was, was here to chat about it, but I watched TFC play um, for the first time with their new imports, and you could tell how frustrated they are with how different the league is. And especially, these guys have never played on a turf field yeah. in their life. Yeah. And MLS still plays on some fields that are turf, right. which I think is a joke. Is BMO's not turf. BMO's not turf. And you got places like New England that are that are turf. Is like, I think New York is turf, too. Is like, to me, it, sh- it, out, it should be all the same. It has to be, yeah. yeah. Especially these guys that are just like legit fresh off playing like the best stadiums in the world. Yeah, yeah. They're playing the biggest football stadiums in the world, but they're playing on turf. So... They got to figure that out. Mm-hmm. Um, it's interesting stuff. But yeah, um, other than that, I guess let's, let's get on with it into uh, BioSteel Performers of the Week. We have three flavors on the table right now. We got the uh, original Mixed Berry Peach and we got Blueberry, uh, Blue Raspberry, sorry. Um, so BioSteel, man, a lot of people, I actually, boys, I've gotten a lot of mentions about... Um, towels so okay. i got mine on my bag and yeah. people are going nuts for the bio still i brought sean smith one too last did, week did you bring him the yeah, towel he asked for yeah awesome they're stuff. actually so nice they yeah on the bag they are electric yeah. yeah so i think they're almost better than the drinks the towel <laughs> no, i'm just kidding they're electric has um, has your drink the flavor changed since last week are you still white freezy guy no i think, I, I think if, i'm always gonna if be a white i had freezy. a top three right now i'd go white freezy rainbow and grape 
Yeah, white freezy rainbow and grape. That'd be my top three. What are you guys' top? Which three? one's that rainbow? Is it rainbow's like the one that's they mix them all together. Okay, I think white freezy, the rainbow one, and I honestly don't mind this one, the peach one. Peach. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mace. Mace's gonna have some different here. I like the white freezy one. Can okay. I go key lime cherry? Whoa. The green one. Okay. It's tight, and then I, <laughs> I really like the blue one as well. The okay. blue one is basically a blue freezy. Okay, cool. Um, and just a quick note here that, that Chirping is our fourth guest. That is uh, the chipmunk outside right now. Our mics are so good. It's picking up all the sounds. That's crazy. <laughs> how it's picking up. You got to love that out here in nature. We actually have a gorgeous view. It, it is. You can't beat this right now. Um, okay, let's get it on, boys. I, my bio still performer? Yeah, you can go, go for it. Go for it, Mace, yeah. yeah. was Alexander Chimino. Okay. On Saturday, I'm golfing the Adwell Golf and Country Club. <laughs> and a little tired. And I see Tom's there with his buddies. I know Chim's out there somewhere. And I still don't have my pinned unit back from uh, lending it to my little cousin Ryan during the men's invitational. So I show up to the course blind. I ask the backshop boys if they have anything. And they hand me this rangefinder that is probably older than I am. And there's no magnification in it. It looks, it's got a full handle and it's like a little triangle on top of it. And I'm trying to get it on hole one. I'm probably like 210 out. And it's just, I can't even see the pin with it. So I'm like, all right, I'm done with this. I'm going to use the Golf Canada GPS app, which it does help you a little bit. But mm-hmm. I, I just didn't have any confidence for that whole front nine. I'm making the turn and who rolls around is Chimino. Chimino with the red pinned unit that Tom bought. Yeah. And he hooks me up. So I, you got, you use the new prism? I, I use the new prism for the whole back nine. It's gorgeous. Front nine was a 47 back nine was a 41 how about that there you go that's a change right there instant change instant pinned change right there so biosteel performer chimino complimented by tom for actually purchasing the unit so thanks boys (laughs) it's a team game i love it love it tom what do you got yeah last week i played in the uh health science north foundation charity golf tournament uh it was kind of last minute because last tuesday the tournament was thursday but um chris cacciotti texted me and he said frank rossi's team had to bail uh, something probably came up. So he's like, is there any way you can fill a, a foursome? And, and obviously it was no cost because uh, Mr. Frank Rossi already paid for the entry fee. So my BioSteel performer is obviously him for allowing us to put a team in. And it was probably one of the funnest rounds of the summer for me, just being able to play with, you know, three close friends. And it, it was, last Thursday, I'm not sure if you guys know the weather, but it was pouring rain. And oh, yeah. a four-man scramble makes it a lot more fun when it's in the rain. So we ended up shooting minus eight. We did not win. There was a t- team that came in at minus 15 in the pouring rain. I'm not sure how that's even possible. Um, yeah, the morning tea time? <laughs> yeah, the classic morning tea time. Yeah, that's why, that's why I shot so good. But no, it was. Uh, I ended up actually winning longest drive. I forget what hole it was, 18? Part 518? Anyways, so I have a nice patio heater or propane fire coming my way. So... Two biosteel performers. I'm going to give it to Frank Rossi and also Chris Cacciotti for connecting me with uh, with Frank as well. So Okay. Well, my biosteel performers just went from two to four people because Tom kind of missed a couple. But I'll, I'll go I'll go here. Okay, so my first one, um, I missed it last week. But my cousin Massimo Chimino got engaged in okay. Italy, uh, proposed in front of the Coliseum. Doesn't get more Italian than that. <laughs> no. you got to love that. So uh, congrats to him. That's amazing. Um, second guy. one is uh, Gary Ricciardi. So Gary Ricciardi is the new assistant coach for the Sudbury Wolves. He got named by Dunk uh, this week. He has been a part of the Wolves system. Uh, he was a, the scout that was 
uh, highly involved in getting Quinton Musty and Matthew Mania. So uh, some experience there. He does run his own hockey academy as well. So you got to love that. Um, congrats to him. And two things, Tom, that I can't believe that Sorry. I have to say for you what once again. It's Paul Vlahos' birthday. Yeah, uh, I was going to get in. Paul Vlahos and Abby Caldwell's birthday yeah. on the same day. So yeah. want to shout them out. Happy birthday. Um, and keep killing it. So that's yeah. uh, Biosu performance. I bet you Paulie's getting a new patio heater for his birthday. <laughs> <laughs> I told him that. No, actually, he's uh, he was out for dinner with my mom in Alexandria's, and he's gonna come home to a nice bottle of whiskey. So oh. that I got him. So he's good. That's right on the calendar. Hopefully, he's gonna. I'm not sure if he's gonna send me a text, but yeah, I, I left a little note there that it was from him. So happy birthday, Dad. Yeah. Love that. Love yeah. that. Good stuff. Um, okay, well, let's get into the weekly lift me. So, what are our topics here? Uh, so we're going to talk some Spartans football. I think you were actually at the game. Yep. Uh, we got the Sudbury Star Cup. And then uh, we're just going to kind of just ramble on after that. Okay. Good stuff. Yeah. So two updates from the Spartans. So both teams made the finals. So the JVs okay. are playing for the OSFL Cup in London. I want to say next weekend or two weekends from now. Um, so they're going down to Lando. The senior Spartans are in the finals against the Toronto Raiders next weekend here in Sudbury on home home turf to win a 19th NFC Championship. So um, there are some big games coming up. I went to the JV Spartans game this weekend, caught a, about a, I would say, the, the, I caught the first half. And this team, boys, like I, I know Desi, you know, the way he says it, they make it sound like, well, like they are good just by the stats he sends us. But watching them play they were on a complete other level, the other team. Like, they won, I think it was, I want to say it was 41 or 31 to 1. And it was just a clinic, an absolute clinic they put on. Um, Zidane Allen, Mason, we talk about him all the time. We've never seen him play. The kid can run and, like, juke, move. Steve Sola, the quarterback, small guy, but can throw the ball a mile, can move in the pocket, run. Like, they were electric to watch. This Peterborough team had half the bench they had to. Like, Desi looks like... It's Desi and then an army of just white jerseys behind him. It was unbelievable. Um, they're electric. And I have no doubt they'll be playing AAA football next year because they are in a class of their own in this division right now. They looked unbelievable. Um, it's too bad they're not playing here um, for the finals, but hopefully there's a live stream or something that we can catch, but you can catch your senior Spartans here next weekend to play for the NFC Championship. So those are my updates on the Spartans. And just to confirm, that is August 6th in London. August 6th in London. Okay, perfect. So That's this weekend. This weekend, yeah, this both weekend. weekends. So there's a, there's a lot of stuff going on. Um, I would say football is at an all-time high mm-hmm. in, in Suds. So uh, it's good to see Desi's put in a lot of work and I think we'll have a chat with him on this pod uh, yeah. later on so you'll be able to listen to him about preparing for a championship. His quote for his quote, again, this guy is full of quotes for that semifinal was, we need to impose our will. That was his quote. Um, so <laughs> you got to absolutely love that. Desi, full quote. So congrats to them and, and go bring championships to both teams. I'm picturing when you say Desi and his whole army, just like uh, 300 and like, this is for Sparta. All the Spartans yeah. running. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's funny. No, it's electric. So yeah. Any, anybody have anything else? I haven't Spartans? I haven't been to a live football game. You got to go. It's since awesome. high school. Like, it's how, awesome. how was it? Like, w- were you like 
for me that never playing the sport like if i see someone like get hit pretty hard like oh, i'd be like oh I'd, for, I'd feel it for myself like, i was there for 30 seconds and i heard one of the like the claps yeah, like when yeah, you yeah. hear oh i was like yeah, that was a major league collision you just <laughs> see the kid just on the ground and just got blown up like dude it's it's nuts so you Ooh. played football, no? No, 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 no. I was a goalie. I had no, no contact sports with this guy. I played player in house league with hitting one year, and my shoulder's never been the same. So, how did, but going back to football, how'd they score one point? That's just yeah, a, a safety? Uh, so, it was off a punt. And okay. if you don't get it out of your end zone of a punt, I think it's Canadian yeah. rules. Okay. Yeah, it's yeah. a point. A rouge. Yeah. Because in, in NFL, it's just a touchback yeah. if you don't get it out of the wow, end zone. Uh, Shutout would have been nice for Debbie. It would have. It would have. But, I mean, regardless. Shellacking. shellacking. Like, they were on another level. Um, so, big ups to Desi. And there's a lot of preparation. I see him practicing every, like, other day, it seems like, on the field. So, they're they're getting really locked in. So, hopefully, uh, yeah. Congrats to home. him and Coach Alex Venderman. Yeah. Venderman, Kyle Presso, the whole, the whole crew. There's a lot of alum there. So, yeah. What's right. What do we got up next here? Sudbury Star Cup, back to your forte. Uh, yeah, so the Sudbury Star Cup, formerly known as the Crusoe Club Tournament, was a huge soccer men's soccer tournament back in the day. And men's competitive soccer has kind of died out here in Sudbury, and COVID didn't help either. So they brought back um, the Sudbury Star Cup ran for two years before COVID died and then came back. Um, now, so there was an over 35, uh, division and, and, and a third under 35, uh, division. And it was, uh, I, w- I was watching it at the same time as the Spartans, they were playing and still solid soccer, still some old faces you see that are still playing. Mike Asunma was, uh, was one of them. Vinny D'Agostino, uh, there was a bunch of guys, uh, playing still, um, which is cool to see. So I believe the Sioux won, uh, the... Under 35, over 35 division, thank you. And SC Italia won the uh, under 35 division. So under 35, is that 18 to 35? Yeah, yeah those like, guys are you age. Like young 16-year-olds with lungs still? Running? Yeah, I think anyone could play. It was It's open, so there's no slide tackling too. Like it's, it's, it was, any, any. I think anyone could have played. I remember before when, when Massimo, my cousin and I mentioned before, was playing, it was like they were U21 and they put their team in the tournament. Okay. Um, so, yeah, it was it was nice to see. I think they still got a long way to go in terms of bringing teams, bringing the competitiveness back and hopefully, you know, going to full-on soccer. Um, but it, it was good to see that we have something back here. Maybe we put in a team next year. Maybe I, well, I would love then. to. Yeah, put Bears Den in. I love to sponsor GSSC team too next year too. Yeah. See some what we can do there. Um, but yeah, no, it's it's good to see soccer's back. Tom Milton Lassis, um was a big big part in that volunteer. And Tony Nuciali, who's the head of SRCSL. So um, it was good to see soccer was back. Um, right now, the the men's, like I said, the men's soccer here is on a kind of a, a revival. So hopefully. It uh, comes back because, I mean, back in the day, Queen's Athletic Field, boys, like, bumping. bumping and you couldn't see from outside. Like, it was, the fence was, like, blocking. Like, you couldn't see. You had to pay to get in to watch. That's oh, how big soccer was. They would put up uh, the... And enclosed, like, it was, like, not, not see-through fence. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Like, so just, like, the white bumpers, kind of? Kind of, kind of, like, yeah. There's air. actually... I don't. I don't want to plug that. Well, I I'll plug it. But my dad's soccer channel. So his COVID project was to 
post all the old game film from all the, the golden years of soccer right. and he did it uh, over over COVID and it's actually a pretty cool channel you can see all the old players and how, how good soccer was back then um, and you could see Queens in clothes how sick the field looked everything yeah wow. wicked golden golden age hopefully we can bring it back hmm. yeah okay well let's let's go to the next topic so what do we got uh, the next topic here we're we're kind of just gonna ramble yeah okay. go on. so we gotta talk about no, no, I know what you want to get into, but have you guys seen Top Gun? Yes, we talked about this. I know, but you, I, I haven't watched Top but Gun. But I went no. yesterday, is what I'm saying to you. It is the... I'm giving it a top three movies I've ever it's seen. Awesome. Is that good? Did you I watch cri- the first one? I cried, one? I cried. I, you, oh, I bawled my eyes. Did you watch the first one? No, I didn't need to because it kind of... I, I would highly story, recommend got, going to see the first one again. Yes. I got the rundown from my dad before yeah. going because I went with him and Themis yesterday for the second one, obviously. The one that just came out. And it was just like, I, I basically knew, but I would recommend seeing the first one. But I already kind of figured it out what happened in the first one from like being in the second one. Because like, you can tell. Yeah, they, it's definitely like a standalone for sure. Like yeah. you can watch that and not need yes. to see the first one. But going to see the first one first, you can kind of tie everything. Yeah. And you see little mementos here and there. It, awesome movie. Soundtrack's killer too. Oh really? Oh okay. My God. Tom Cruise has... We're getting a little Amber Alert here. Uh oh, all of us. Uh, Tom Cruise has to be one of the best. I think he is the best actor of all time. No, he did that movie, the first Top Gun, at like twenty three. Yeah, it's from like eighty six. It's wild, and he did it when now when he's fifty four. It's or, so cool. It's crazy. You gotta watch the behind the scenes of it too. I didn't see that. All the on YouTube. Go watch because they all are flying in the jets like with zero G and or tons of G, not zero G. That's no. insane. Crazy chills, Chim. Like honestly, like. Yeah, I was mid movie goosebumps. Like it, I've never felt like that in a while. Like it's that's wow. insane. Uh, I don't know what I interrupted you with, but I had to mention I watched that. Yesterday. I, I got one more one. Too. Yeah, yeah, go. So I on Thursday mm-hmm. I went and checked out uh, Timberwolf's new mini putt. Okay, okay, can we get an official rating? Like, let's cut no. Like, I want to know. I've never seen your honest any, thoughts. You're the first honest person thoughts. I've heard well, that first, one. First, I didn't know where it was, so I went to the pro shop of Timberwolf parked in Alex Folk's club champion spot <laughs> and I was like why doesn't the Idlewild have this this yeah. is probably the best thing about winning and parking at the ID is a disaster it's too, a disaster yeah. Yeah. so I don't know find a spot for the club champion at the ID yeah, because it just like it adds something it to adds the club to it 100%, 100%. it's like an uh, all-star game like yep. the blue, or baseball you used to win the uh, home field for the yeah. World Series but back to mini putt it's not a hole in one course. Like you're not out there with getting six hole in ones. We saw two the whole day. There's no bumpers, eh? No bumpers. The rocks kind of kick you back sometimes. I'd put it up that like the best mini putt I've ever played. I would say is Blue Mountain. Yeah, unreal. I played that one before too. This is the same kind of style. You're not like not as many different elevations. Like you're not working your way up a hill. Okay. And obviously the scenery around Timberwolf isn't gorgeous right but the challenge of the mini putt was it was awesome top notch we uh we played a low aggie style that's actually electric and it came down to the last two holes for everybody okay honestly yeah like a solid nine out of ten okay. in term, for 15 bucks hmm. it can't like 15 okay. bucks to play no and that's, fair. that's yeah. fair yeah we'll have to go maybe do a little content bench roll yeah there. that would be it was pretty cool then like i saw steven gonko just ripping shots on the range he's dialed yeah he's got a, a few more tournaments this summer he said 
But this guy was home for the first time, I think, in like four weeks or yeah. five weeks. You want to talk about the grind. Yeah. yeah. The Toronto Players Tour is the true grind. Yeah. But no, uh, yeah, Timby Mini Putt, Pro Putt okay. is what it's called. Okay. Gotcha. We should go. Gotcha. What were you going to say? Well, I was going to go into some news. We kind of talked about it before the show, but uh, Laurentian. Oh, all right. Brings it. We we went to two like okay topics. I know. Wow, but we gotta talk about. So I know. Let's get into it a little bit. It's. I'll tell you this. I think the article tries to scare you more than what's actually gonna happen, but it can happen. So, uh, it starts off. Laurentian University's future now belongs to its creditors, who will vote on September fourteenth on a plan to settle the troubled schools' debts. If most of the creditors approve the plan of the arrangement, as it is called under the company's creditors arrangement act. CCAA, the university will seek final court approval on October 5th, after which it will emerge from insolvency. However, should the creditors creditors reject the plan, Laurentian would be forced to sell off its assets and would shut down in all likelihood. So, that's pretty scary. Pretty scary to think of that it could all be over in a matter of a few months for Laurentian. But that's it's got to be a lot of creditors. All the people they owe would have to like tell them no that they don't accept their plan to pay them back and it can happen will will it happen i don't know but mm-hmm. the fact that there's a chance that the laurentian university may not be around when like legit in in months is is hard to think about i know very difficult to think about like we legit just graduated <laughs> from there. and come december we might like, I don't know, meet people down south that are just like, oh, you went to Laurentian, it doesn't not exist anymore. Like, I don't know. I'm just thinking of so, like worst case possible and 10 years from now and you're telling people you went to Laurentian and it's like, oh, then like, that wasn't that not a school? Like, I don't know. I'm just thinking like. And the the article does do a, a good part in explaining that the creditors also have to understand if you go through with rejecting it, all the kids, mm-hmm. all the faculty, everyone that you're for lack of a better word, screwing over mm-hmm. is insurmountable. Like these kids would have to swivel within weeks to try Flip and get schools. into programs mm-hmm. that are already full mm-hmm. out of the schools. And then you're talking about residents moving. I've already known a handful of stuff. students so, that are already switching though to different schools. They're not even taking the risk. Yeah. They're just yeah. leaving to start the semester somewhere else. Yeah. Like, so if they close down mid school year, yeah, like they're like it's not just we're shutting down in the end of the year. It's it could be like done as of immediate. Like I think it's it, it would be almost immediately. Yeah. Wow. I don't know if they would if there's any. I grand, know. I don't know I mean. if there's any grandfathering. So like what like someone like Milana in her fifth year or something fourth could year be, like her final they, year. They could be in trouble. College. Now that you say it though, there's got to be. They they got to. They'd let have you to run grandfather maybe one more year or not take any new applicants until it's over. Yeah. Like, until the first years that are coming in now graduate. Because you made a good point with people going in their graduation year. Like, Milana, like, they're only a year left. Like, imagine she has to switch schools, and then not yeah. all her credits get transferred, and yeah. she still has another three. There's not another school, though. Like, she, it's, like she's going to call so, Nip and be like, hey, I um, know. And, and what's crazy, too, how this all works is, if this happens, it's not that Laurentian sells it to anyone. It, it goes directly to the government. Oof. Provincial government owns all the land after yeah, that. that. Yeah. If this happens. So is the rent gonna go there then? <laughs> so, <laughs> you, I, you're I, talking would, about, I wouldn't hate that. You're <laughs> talking about real estate galore. Where Laurentian is is the, the real estate there for 
housing, oh, yeah. all that oh. stuff is... The ID could build a sick clubhouse or somewhere around there. The ID could... 27 whole cores. The Idlewild could not even exist if this, like, someone comes and buys Idlewild and tell you want to talk about property, all that waterfront around the Idlewild. Oh, we need the, we need the school to stay then. Something, right? So, um, like I said, for people that are listening and that are worried from what I just, what we just talked about, there's a very slim chance it happens, but it can happen. We'll see what happens. It'll it'll come out in October. We'll know in October if Laurentian lasts or not. And yeah, well, sorry, no, we'll know. Yeah, we'll know um, after September fourteenth. Wow. So in a, almost a month, we'll know what happens. It's gonna be crazy. Me and Mace will be a nip. Terrifying. Yeah, it's terrifying, terrifying stuff. But I mean, we'll we'll see what happens. I know we're just rambling on. Did you guys yeah. see? Um, obviously, we're going to get into the MLB trade deadline, but someone in the States won the $1.28 billion lottery jackpot. No, but not. after tax, he's only getting 400 only. I'm saying only $433 million. How does that make any sense? I don't know. That's wild. Well, yeah, because you're getting taxed in the upper bracket. Of, but you don't yeah. get taxed here, though. Oh, yeah. yeah you For do. what? Isn't lottery winnings non taxable? No, you get taxed. You get taxed. Are you sure? 50 50, you get taxed. Yeah. yeah. Everything. Really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, if you won Lotto Max, like you say, Patrick. I thought Mahomes. cash for like, oh, I mean, I'm just thinking about cash for life. It's got to be a yeah. certain amount. Like, a yeah. certain amount? Yeah. yeah. Like, if um, you win cash for life, you're only getting a thousand bucks a week. So it's only, yeah, an extra 52,000 a year. A year. Yeah. Could you imagine winning that much money, though? I just thought about that. Cry. I think cry <laughs> would be the first emotion going that's buying a golf course. I think it'd be the next action. Buy Laurentian. <laughs> Buy Laurentian. Put in a rank and stuff. <laughs> Yeah, just buy buy the municipal government and just so, run it. <laughs> it is five forty five or fifteen minutes away, and I just checked Twitter quickly. It looks like the Blue Jays are the only the Blue Jays and the Phillies are the only two teams interested in what's his name Syndergaard. Syndergaard. So they narrowed it down to two teams. I'm not sure if a deal is going to get done before six. So I talked to the insider. Yes. So let's get into Jay's talk. They got two relievers um, to help their bullpen. Need it. I listened to Overdrive on the way to your house, Mace. It looks like they're just gonna take a risk when they play the Yankees in the playoffs and see what happens because the Yankees got even better. Aaron yeah. Judge is on a tear. Exactly. He, he's tied uh, with Barry Bonds right now. Like on Like pace. through 102 yeah. games. Yeah. They have 41 Bonds. So he's going to... Were we looking for 62? Uh, something like that. Some he's going to smash it, I think. The, I don't po- think so. the Padres... You don't think so? Yankees suck. I don't know. They're cruising right now. So let's go into With the, the Jays. Let's, let's, yeah, so this is what I text him. I said, can I get a quick thoughts on the Jays trade deadline? He starts off with well. And when Z starts off with well, it's like, oh, boy, here He's we go. Angry. Yeah. So he goes, you could have got gone Soto. Even if you don't re-sign him, you have him until 2025. He's a generational talent. Like the trade was so meh for uh, that for what the, the Padres. Padres got. Yeah, so... Uh, he, it's so hard because we don't know about any prospects. prospects like. No. Exactly. But well, well, from what I was hearing, though, that it was like a really high price for him. So these prospects are probably like their number one, number two in their in their system. But great point with Soto because he's under contract for three years. And they got what's-his-name in the deal as well, um, Josh Bell. He's a yeah. free agent at the end of the year, too. But they also just got someone else, Jury, Brandon Jury, I think. Anyways, some other fielder. Like, San Diego is... 13 games behind the Dodgers. But, I mean, their roster now is probably just as scary 
if, yeah. they, if they were to play the, the Dodgers in the uh, division final. So. For sure. With Machado already there. and Machado's gross. So. Yeah, so the Jays got Zach Pop and Anthony uh, Bass. So this is what Zach had to t- say about that. So he likes that Bass has an option for next year. And likes Pop um, <clears throat> because he's Canadian. Brampton boy with a mean sinker. That's what he said. But also says he gives away lots of walks and below average strikeouts. But Z said also they just need arms and he's only 25. So, sorry, not lots of walks, lots of ground balls, Z said. So he's very uh, very happy with that trade, it seems that way. So it looks like all the Jays needed was some arms. I know they were looking for a lefty. And talk about Noah Syndergaard. I don't know if you guys know, but... Noah Syndergaard was a prospect for the Jays. Got traded in the mm-hmm. R.A. Dickey trade, mm-hmm. which you look back on and now one of the worst trades. No, no. R.A., he, he was part of the run. But not really. He pitched like four innings in every playoff game <laughs> that he played with the Jays. Yeah. sucked. But I can't wait for playoff baseball, though. Oh, my playoff God. Playoff baseball is legit chess. Like watching chess happen it's the best, in though. sports. Yeah. We'll do another viewing party for a Jays playoff game. No, uh, for sure that'd be sick. yeah, that would oh, actually be a legend. Zach Matson <laughs> at a Jays playoff game. I'd yeah, we should talk to Max about that. Yeah, yeah, we'll talk about that. Good point, uh, Tom. Yeah, Thank so you. good for some. Yeah, so that's. I mean, we'll see what happens. It's gonna be. It's gonna be interesting. You're looking the Yankees and Padres now as the top two teams, obviously. Yeah, and you can't. You know, the Dodgers, the Astros, they're already still They're all good. good, you know. Houston made a couple of trades with uh, getting Vasquez. Houston's nasty, from, yeah. too. Like, it's... Like you said, whoever gets hot at the right time, I don't know. I or don't really, know. Hopefully I... Hopefully Jays do. I know Zach's going to be listening to this. I think it comes down to pitching in the bullpen, really. Because, like... That's what the, it always all, comes down all to. All these yeah. guys can hit. So, it's just like... That's what it always comes down to, yeah. So, yeah. We'll see uh, We'll see what happens. Exactly. Note next on the list is... Uh, we got Arkells and Blue Rodeo coming up in two weekends. From what I heard about Country Night a few last week, I believe, lines were crazy. Gong show. Yeah. Gong so show. if you're going to the Arkells and Blue Rodeo, I don't know if you can buy beer tickets ahead of time, but bring cash because it's cash only. So people had to wait two hours in line. To get a beer ticket. No, to get in the venue. Yeah. And then an hour in the ATM line. Yeah. And then another... And then it's the beer ticket beer line. Ticket. Not and even getting beers there. You have to go to the beer line after that. Oh, It's Q on Q on Q. Okay, so bring cash, everybody. Yeah. And we have a crew going next weekend. We have like 30 to 40 people going. It's going to be a sick venue. Yeah. Like, Are you like, one of that? No. No, you're... They went from 25,000 at Hamilton Stadium to Morton's Field to... 1400 at the Great <laughs> Simon Amphitheater. Awesome. But we're going to scream like there's 25,000. It is going to be unbelievable. <laughs> also, um, for the more rock fans there, Greta Van Vliet, not, they're not going to be here, but they'll be in T.O. I think I'll be going uh, to watch Greta. So, very excited. Uh, you you guys should go to Blue Rodeo with your parents. They put on an awesome show. They're yeah, not, I think they're not tragically gone. hit, yeah. but like, it's that kind of vibe and that kind of, like, you, they'll start playing and you'll be like, oh, this is an awesome yeah. song. Like, Behind Blue Eyes. No, that's the Who. Sorry. That's not the Blue Rodeo. (laughs) (laughs) Good song, Behind Blue Eyes. Five Days in May? Yes. Yes. Yeah. So that's a great point, Mace. I I heard it was a gong show, too. So, yeah. And again, you want to talk about a place that had so much more potential? Like, that place could have been massive. Massive. But, 
Looking forward uh, to it. Uh, like I said, I have club champs that same weekend. Yeah, early that's gonna tea be a great weekend. That's going to be great. That could... 7 a.m. Sunday. I'm not okay. Yeah, okay, but... question about the Arkells concert. Do yeah. you think they're going to play Agent Zero? Because Jordan Ellis has been probably, I think he's on day 84 of tweeting at the Arkells to ask them to play the song. Wow. He's a diehard. I've never yeah. seen anyone like. Like maybe him. if they find out he's from Sudbury, maybe maybe they do it at the Sudbury I show. I think at one point Max responded to him. I can see that. That'll be awesome. They're so interactive too. Well, they retweeted your cool. uh, your tweet a couple of years ago when we went in in Guelph. Yeah, yeah. Mace. That's it's, where I fell in love with Guelph. It was Arkell's concert. No, he fell in love with Twitter that night. <laughs> That's what. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's been a Twitter guy since. Yeah, yeah. They could retweet. Oh, at the uh, Trappers actually. <laughs> <laughs> Great establishment, but yeah, um, good stuff, good stuff. Uh, last one on here. Yeah. Uh, Stenson won the live tour this weekend. How crazy is that? You talk about a guy that, that goes, gets his Ryder Cup captaincy stripped, goes and wins the live and wins, what, four and a half, almost four and a half? Yes, because his team came second too. So he won four, I think. And he killed everybody. That yeah. He was, yeah. Insane. Tony Fino going to stick on the golf. He's won two straight weekends in the PGA. He's, yeah. he's heating up. What's his quote, Tom? I don't even know. I, a winner's a, a loser that didn't give up. Cool. I love that. I Tony Fino used to just hit balls into a mattress in his parents' basement or garage or something. Yeah. Like he didn't have a fancy range yeah. or. He's another guy that's not like you can't really dislike him. No, know. no, he's a good guy. He's a good um, guy. So. Well, I was gonna say when we're golfing, Tiger Woods got offered like seven, yep. seven to eight hundred million dollars to join Live. Turned it down. That's a guy who, who's made his money. You know what I mean? Like I've watched his uh, his episodes on YouTube, the Golf Digest ones. Uh, Are they electric? Yeah. Yeah, like his routine and stuff. I, I've been doing the putter one that on the video when I'm practicing. So. And how's your putting been? Good. Good. Uh, yeah, I <laughs> think it, sa- it saved me a lot. It made me shoot seventy six the invite. So yeah. Sorry, this is day 97 of Jordan Ellis's wow, uh, quest for Agent Zero to be played at the Sudbury Show on August 13th. He, he, that's not as long as his streak that, that he wants to play as in a bench ball. He's been commenting on all of our <laughs> bench ball posts who he wants to play. Um, yeah, that's good. Uh, speaking of bench balls, we gotta, we got to find our next match. Whoever wants it, come and get it. Let us know. We had a couple in the pipeline, I think, that we have to get before... Uh, School gets underway here, so stay tuned for that. One more thing I want to bring up, guys. I forget who I was talking about. It's got to be someone from from here that we were talking about it. Um, the Sudbury Wolves have had some great jerseys back from back in the day, the green ones. But does anyone remember the one year they broke out the black alternate jerseys with the new Wolf logo? Yeah. Argue two thousand seven. No. That was, I want to say it was 2011. 2011. Marcus was playing. Okay, yeah. I knew one of the Felinos had them on. You want to talk about one of the nicest jerseys that only lasted a year? Those black jerseys, I've never seen anything nicer. And they've never brought it back. So here's my petition. We're going to add the Sudbury Wolves. We're going to get on them. Make the black jersey again. Bring it back. It deserves to be back. Should have been there a long time. Um, and the green jersey back. Yeah, but, I want the green jersey that my dad wore. Yeah, that'd sick. be the sick. Yeah, so that's Maybe our we do green, green on the road and black at home? Something like that. Let's change it up. Uh, let's blow it right up. I think, though, petition to the Sudbury Wolves, bring back either of those jerseys. You have to bring it back. They mm-hmm. need to come back. Mm-hmm. They were the, some of the nicest jerseys the Wolves have ever had. So, 
if they bring those back, we'll guarantee we'll buy an Alex Ferrall black For sure. Guaranteed. Guaranteed. For sure. And we'll send it to the moon. And they are... I used to wear... I wore those black jerseys for the Caps. Yes. They were, they were the ultimates yes. for when I played. Yes. I wore them You wore them times. more than the Wolves. Yeah. Yeah. With the black socks and the black shells. Unbelievable. So nasty. I'll show you the picks after. Yeah. Yeah. They are so nasty. I had the fighting strap. The logo. We got... You know what? We should go on a quest and maybe... A guest that we're going to have on who's done the history of the Sudbury Wolves that we'll have on Scott Miller may have an answer to who made that logo because it is one of the nicest Wolves logo. I like it was. Well, why get rid of that jersey? Though? I know they never brought it back. Yeah, they never brought it back. Why? Yeah, I don't know why it was. Uh, Do they have an alternate right now? No, no, it's just a blue and white. There was two, there was a big debate. I remember because for the longest time, because I I don't think you wore them, but they had the gray one. I thought they were kind of ugly, but people loved them. It just said Wolves Down. I didn't like those, no. Those were 06. That was 06, 07. But the black ones, when they brought them, I was, wow, like stunned. I actually found a few of my old Subbury Wolves hockey cards when I was cleaning up. Cool. I got a Mikey Foligno coach one. Yeah. Who else did I have? We'll get it signed for you. Who who was their big defenseman on the Foligno run, the Nick run, that 2007? Stall, maybe? Not stall. It was another like Boychuk. No. Oh my God. His name's blanking. Adam me. McQuaid. Adam McQuaid. There you go. Right. Well, Adam McQuaid. Done. I got yeah. his Subway Wolves hockey card. Yeah, that'd be a good one. That'd be uh, that'd be good. So the Jays are out of the Syndergaard sweepstakes. Hmm. That sucks. He's he, not even a sweepstakes anymore. He's not Thor anymore. I no. know, but he would have helped him in the pen. He would have helped for sure. Hundred percent would have helped for sure. Actually, oh. Beautiful that we brought this up. Let's let's talk about it. The Jays, Roger Center, oh, yeah. three hundred million dollar renovation. Yes, you know you know what is a lot of money too. Is that three hundred million dollars to renovate that arena, two hundred fifteen million dollars to build the Ked in Sudbury. That means the Ked would be beautiful. <laughs> Could you like? Could you it's imagine? just insanity to compare those two. Yeah, I know. But they're getting the visuals uh, look awesome. They're throwing patios up on the 500, 100 level. Dawson's gonna have a day selling those tickets. Um, they're raising the bullpen, so higher you can chat with the the pen more and stuff. Chirp to all, oh, it looks unbelievable, yeah. and it's something that Roger Center is desperately needed. needed. I'm happy they're not moving. Yeah, they yet. a great spot. It it is the best spot in the city to go. I think I love being on the first base side, and you can with the dome open yeah. see the uh, CN Tower. Tower. Yeah, it's beautiful. Actually, I've never been to a game when the dome's been open. Wow. Yeah, you're missing out. I know. It's gorgeous. I want to go bad. I've been to a game when I was at the hotel. How was that? Cool. I was young, but like, you can't really obviously hear much. You like open the. Yeah, you're not part of the atmosphere. No, right? you're not. But it like to me that you're actually in your hotel room and like you can even like lay in your bed yeah. and you can see it. Like, That's pretty cool. Yeah. But I'm happy they're making more decks because the flight deck, the WestJet flight deck, is top tier. I've watched some playoff games from there. It's mm-hmm. like awesome. So social, bouncing around. Baseball is so slow, right? I wouldn't mind going yeah. to a playoff game. Oh, my God. I was going to say a playoff game would be awesome. We'll have to talk to Dawson about we'll that, talk too. To Dawson. Dawson has been setting the boys up. Like, talk about a plug here. He set us up. You know what I might be doing with him on the Arcade weekend? Pitbull. Pitbull. Oh, same Pitbull. weekend, dude. Budweiser stage, right? Yeah. It works. Yes, he's got a box, dude. There's a box at Budweiser stage, or yeah, yeah. On the, well, they make VIP boxes. Yeah, don't? it's just like a little section of the in between the two and three hundreds, I believe. There's many people going to this concert, and if there wasn't, sorry, is this Budweiser stage or Rogers stage? I believe. It's wow, stage. wow, yeah, that is gonna be unbelievable. 
Speaking of Budweiser stage, Drake had to cancel. Yes, OVO he, Fest. he got COVID. Yeah, crazy. If you ever have a chance, go to OVO Fest. I don't know if it still is what it was like yeah. in that 20, 2013, 2014 run, but best concerts ever. Really? Drake brings out the whole squad. You had Jay Cole and Big Sean there the one year. He had Nelly Furtado there this year. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, that, yeah. The, the Canadian. They were collabing. Yeah, yeah it's awesome. Yeah, no, it's. Uh, I heard he's an unbelievable entertainer though, because Dawson's been like ten times. Oh, Tom, you. We're talking oh, about Pitbull. 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 Yeah, oh, yeah. Dr. Pitbull. I went to you went to Drake, Drake. Yeah, yeah. and Migos. Yeah, yeah was I was at that one, too. Yeah, you were. I remember you saying that. I think Budweiser Stage, I think, is one of the greatest venues that I've ever... Well, it is up that, there as one of my favorites the, of all time. Grace Hartman Amphitheater could have been. Yeah. It could have. It really could have. <laughs> not to, like to scale. Not but. to scale, but it could have been like modeled that way. It's not even close. <laughs> but... We digress. We digress, <laughs> right? This this the city's backwards. But yeah, let's uh let's do we want to move interview. on? Yeah, let's start an interview right now with their special guest. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, we are joined back uh, again by a friend of the show, um, our boy Desi, Jordan Desolet, who has with his staff coached the Sudbury JV Spartans to a OSFL championship birth after beating Peterborough 34 to one in the semifinals on home turf. Desi, what is going on, brother? You know, it's a great day just prepping. And again, I am so fired up that you guys were able to come watch that last home game, the semifinal. Thank you. Thank you for all the support this season, you know, letting everyone know what's going on with our games from our recaps. It's, it's been awesome, but the job isn't over. We're not done yet. Love that. Love that. Yeah, no, we're, we're so happy to get get out to it, like we were talking before the show, and um, it was uh, we the hype built built up to everything really, really was showcased on the field, and and you, you coach a great team, and just like I said, they were outclassed. You guys outclassed Peterborough in in and out. So, um, and again, it was it was a convincing win. So, how, how does it feel, Desi, to get to the dance? Honestly, it feels good. And going into that semifinal game, knowing that we had drew Peterborough as a relegated AAA team, it was poetic in a storybook for Sudbury because in years past with the Gladiators, the Peterborough Wolverines organization would always give us fits. And we know we would have to drive down five and a half hours, you know, to go essentially get blown out yeah. more often than not. So then knowing that they weren't even in our division, but we're still going against them in a semifinal, it's like, well, we're not the same old Sudbury team. And they found that out when they came here. We were walking on in the field as coaches, bringing out supplies and stuff. And it seemed as though they were already planning what they were going to do for a championship weekend. So I just brought that back to the dressing room right away and let the kids use it as bulletin board material. And from there... You know, we went out that very first play. We take uh, a sweep for 11 yards, and then Z takes the 57-yard touchdown to the house. And right after that play, you could just feel collectively that it's like, oh, wow, what did we get ourselves into? Yeah, yeah, no doubt, no doubt. I noticed that pretty quick uh, right, right off the hop, just the difference in the different level that you guys were on that game for sure, 100%. Yeah. Desi, what it kind of feel like as you were going through that game too, obviously there's the anticipation. You just kind of set us up as you get there as well. And then it was 
for the most part, kind of domination by your team um, just to shut them down on, on offensive drives and then also to put some points on the board. So, you know, watching your boys play on a completely different level than Peterborough, how did it make you guys feel from a coaching staff perspective? It, it felt absolutely amazing uh, knowing that all the hard work that we've put in since, you know, the end of April at the equipment fitting and training camp and our developmental games, knowing now that we feel comfortable and we're going to play full four quarters of football is great. And we know we just need to set a tone off the start and we can't start slow. And now being on the home turf with the crowd, we're able to, and that's what happened on that touchdown. And I just kept telling the, the team, we got to impose our will on them. We have to impose our will. They've, they've faced tougher competition than us this season, but we got to make sure when they come down here, we control what we can control and chances are we'll be able to take care of business. And that's yeah. exactly what happened. Yeah. Business was definitely t- taken care of. And, and like we talked about before too, just Peterborough had like half a bench, half a bench the, the, at, at James Jerome, like their big benches. And they had like half a bench where you guys had like it, what seemed like a hundred players uh, on the bench, which was wicked to see. It was like, see, I saw Desi with the, with the armband and, and the plays. And then I saw the whole, just a, a sea of white behind him, which, which is so cool to see. Number one, it's amazing. that many kids want to play football here in Sudbury. And two, just to have, just to show the difference between you guys and, and Peterborough in terms of kids playing football is, is unbelievable. So what you guys do with, with your program is unreal. And it just, I don't know, how, how do you do it, Desi? How do you get so many kids to play football? I, this year, I don't know. I really don't. I think obviously having two summers off, um, kids want to get out more, you know, try new things. And Having the fall season in 2021 where LaSalle won the juniors championship and Llewellyn won the senior championship, well, Llewellyn did have a lot of junior guys. And it's like, well, now what if we go play against kids that are our own age and not two or three years older? And they knew there was a very good chance that Coach Alex would have been involved. And then after the winning season at LaSalle, well, these kids only wanted to better themselves and better their program going back. So I think that has something to do with it. And then obviously just being an athlete, you know, hey, let's go play for the Spartans. The Spartans have a good, uh, you know, a good rep in the city in terms of that with the Wolves and the five. But when we have 45 kids, you know, we want it to be 35 degrees on game day because we know come the second half, we're just going to impose our will while the other team's getting tired out and we still have fresh legs. Like we have rotations at every position, whether it be mm-hmm. O-line, D-line, linebacker, DB, you know, quarterback, we've got three of them, wide receiver slot across the board. You know, if someone just needs a, like a playoff or two, by all means, we're good to go and we stay fresh. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. I, I love that. And, and moving on to the finals now, I'm not sure. Have you guys played Vaughn yet? No, we have not. Okay. So, so I, yeah. What, how, how do you predict that they're, they're going to come out and, and have you got to see much tape from them? Uh, we we've been able to prepare for them, yeah, yeah. on for film wise, and obviously they'll be able to prep for us. Um, they're coming out of the GTA AA division, so they had played different teams than we did all season. You know, they played the likes of York. Uh, we have a common opponent in Peel. We had played Peel at the beginning of the season in the okay. developmental game. They did in the regular season. 
So we knew just as the season and team started to show their record, it's like, okay, Vaughn, Vaughn's probably going to be one of the upper echelon teams. So we just kept an eye out. And even midway through the season, once, you know, playoff talks were starting, we just kept looking, checking scores for Vaughn. And then knowing they were going against Sarnia last week, we knew that was going to be a slobber knocker. And Vaughn actually scored a touchdown with a minute 33 left in the game to end up winning 20 to 14 over Sarnia. So. Gotcha. Wow. Gotcha. What a finish. Um, now we, we talked about the home field advantage to Desi and like how big of a, a lift it kind of gave to the guys to have a really great crowd at James Jerome, especially for the last home game. Now you guys have played at home um, kind of last few weeks here. So what's going to be the adjustment going on the road for the first time in a little bit um, in kind of a neutral field as well in London at Western. The nice thing that I've told the guys is just, it's, you know, it's like any other football field. You know, we could sit there at James Jerome at practice and then know that there's going to be 110 yards with 20 yard end zones. It doesn't matter where we're going. You know, we still got to play a game of football. The nice thing for us is that just through methodically planning this whole trip is that we're actually going up the day before. So we're leaving tomorrow on Man. Friday so that we avoid all the bus legs and, you know, having to stop and on an on route or, you know, whatever. And then just having a better game day routine, we'll already be in London, settle in, watch some more film and then get ready to go to work Saturday. Yeah, no, I, I love that. That's that's a great call, uh, Desi. As a, as a hockey hockey coach too, it's always better to go go up the the day before, and it's worth it, especially when it, when you're in the finals. It's, it's worth it to go um, the day before, and yeah, it's uh, it, it's good to hear that. Um, my next question for you is: if you had to give three BioSteel performers for the year up to date, maybe you can go from one offense, one D, and one special teams. Who who do you have? as your top three so far this year? So uh, for my BioSteel performers of the regular season in playoffs with the semi and the quarter, offensively, I could go anyone across the board. You know, everyone, whether it be blocking, uh, catching, running, throwing the ball. I, all, overall, though, I would have to give it to Zidane Allen, running back number three out of LaSalle. You know, he's just carried our team in more ways than one in that sense whether it be in the dressing room, making sure everyone's locked and loaded, whether it be on the field, whether it be at practice, you know, making sure the defense hears it if we're not making a tackle on them. Um, and, you know, that's and that's credit to everyone else. Sola, Husey, Campo, our O-line serving up pancakes. Every, I could give a bio steal to everybody on offense. <laughs> yeah. And so on defense, um, defensively, I'm going to have to give it to Paulo Grossi. Paulo by far. And it's... He said that speech with the Quinty game on June 4th after he had received two URs. If he got a third, he was out of the game. And from that point, it almost seemed like a turning point, a TSN turning point in the season. And from there, you know, it, he's not the only guy making tackles. Randy Pascal had actually came up to me after that game and said, hey, your defense is going to have to figure it out more and not just have him finishing every play. And by all means, I know I'm back to the drawing board. So Paulo for defense, and the nice thing is I got him as a junior for another season uh, out of St. Ben's. You know, there yep. you go. Love yeah. that. So plug there. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> and then for my special teams, 
Special teams, you know, I'm going to have to give that one to Carson Husey. Whether it be him blocking, you know, and even that can go to offense, doing the little things that you don't notice as much and just being, you know, a hard guy to play football against, being a gunner on punt so he could actually run right to the ball instead of giving five yards of leeway. Mm -hmm. And he actually recovered one in that Belleville game like we had talked about. And then just being a returner, you know, and just going to work. So Zidane, uh, Apollo, and then Carson Hughes out of Llewellyn. Love that. Love that. Good stuff. Um, and, and I can agree with you. Those are names we've heard all year. Um, and, you know, you, it's one thing to hear it from you and then to go and watch it, you actually see it. Like Zidane Allen's an animal. Like that kid can play. Uh, I was like, like super impressed. Um, and even – Watching uh, Sola play too uh, at, at quarterback, like a small quarterback, but can move, can throw the ball. Like he was fun to watch, and I believe, I believe, correct me if I wrong, if I'm wrong, but he was he was a junior that won with Lowell right at the senior level, right? Like that's insane. You don't hear about that too often. So I mean, just a, a loaded cast of uh, of football players you have too, which is which is awesome. Oh, this is crazy. This is this. You know, and obviously future say differently, but this Sudbury team is just on a complete different level than ones in the past Mm -hmm. where just the speed we have at all positions across the board. And then Sola just being a gamer, you know, you Mm -hmm. could tell he played Joe Mack. You could tell that he just grew up as a football, like as a football kid in a football family. Um, Coach JJ actually told me a story. He remembers seeing uh, Steve, in grade seven or eight at Llewellyn and they're at recess and he's saying, okay, it's third and six guys watch the flats, you know, and they're playing yeah. football at recess. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, okay, yeah. that kid's probably going to win a lot of championships if he yeah. keeps it up. So, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's a cool story. I, I love that. Um, and how many returners would you have next year, Desi? Are those kids all moving up um, or, or are you going to be able to keep some? We have uh, a good bunch staying as a grade nine and grade eight group, but guys like Sola, Z, Husey, Connor Campo, they're moving up as they're in grade 10. Gotcha. Paulo is actually grade nine. Right. Nikki Sola is actually grade eight. So I have uh, the two positions the most that we will have returning is our defensive backs uh, and our offensive line, which will be huge. That's huge. Three. That's huge. Three of our starters right now are in grade nine, and we have them returning for another awesome. season. Awesome. So. Good stuff. So future looks good then, too. Future and looks good. Awesome. Yeah. And one more question before we, we wrap it up. If you boys take the chip home, is AAA on the line? Is or Would you guys be moving up to AAA? What, how does that work if you guys take it home? AAA has already been in talks for Sudbury. Awesome. Not even, even without this uh, you know championship one-game opportunity. Uh, just with how we've done in the 2019 OPFL season. Yeah. A lot of us think that Sudbury isn't recognized as a football city in the province, but lately it has been. And over those two seasons where you have the Sudbury Spartans organization for junior varsity hosting a semifinal game in both seasons that they've been in, you know, we haven't been on the road or not get to that point. We're actually hosting a game at James Jerome and the winner goes to a championship. That's right. It's yeah. huge. Yeah. That is huge for sure. Yeah. That's it. That's one thing. One thing I'd also like to add just with our team overall, 
is defensively, we have not allowed a touchdown at James Jerome since June 4th in the second quarter, in the second quarter. Yeah, that's insane. So then we allowed two points throughout the month of July at home and 11 overall, including that Quinty game Canada day weekend. So 11 points in the month of July when football was more important. Yeah. That's insane. That's insane. You, you could say, obviously the defense has picked it up and that that's amazing. And, and for sure they'll have to bring it uh, in London and while well, everyone's going to, going to bring it in, we're excited to watch it um, live on YouTube. So we'll check it out on YouTube. The link will be everywhere uh, for us to, to share. Best of luck. Desi, go get him, bring that chip home. We'll be ready for the parade uh, when, when, uh, when you're back. So best of luck. Hey, thank you very much. And if I can end with one thing, uh, I will say, we're going to put a hat on our head. We're going to go to work like every Siberian does, you know, you know, we're going to bring our suit and our tie and our lunchbox and we're just going to go to work and we're going to show them what football is made out of in the North. Go Love Spartans. That. Love that. Full I love of it. Go Spartans. Go Spartans. Good morning, BTB listeners. Producer Mason Savage here, hijacking the show. After my big four club championship win last night. So if you don't know, dating back to episode 72 of the pod, we did a four-pack draft on golf clubs. We had no idea where this was going to go. But it eventually led us to playing a match with the four clubs we picked. So just a quick breakdown on the on the draft here. Once a club was chosen, another player cannot choose that club. So Chimino takes putter at first overall pick. No one else can take putter. So Tom and I are already behind the eight ball. So Chimino gets first pick because he chose Vinny as his uh, four-pack champion from the Idlewild Invite four-pack draft. And then Tommy picked, and then I picked. So Chimino went putter, uh, driving iron, seven iron, and 54-degree wedge. Tom has a 60-degree uh, wedge, a three-wood, five-iron, and <clears throat> a pitching wedge. And I'm there with a driver, sand wedge, four-iron, and eight-iron. It was electric. So we we did a nine-hole, four-club challenge at the Idwald on Thursday. Chimino had a 70% favorite uh, between the fan votes, where Tom had 14% and I had 16%. Chimino with a putter. Like, if this guy can't beat me on nine holes while he has a putter, I don't don't think Chimino's ever going to beat me in his whole life now. Um, So Tom shows up. At the Idlewild on Thursday, it's probably like four o'clock. He calls me and he's already there. He's trying to figure out what he's going to be putting with. Uh, but I think what's going to haunt Tom the most is taking the sauna pre-round. This guy was almost too loose. He was having too good of a time, and I just don't think he was mentally prepared for it. He uh, coming off a of 76 at the invite. Uh, just just a, a poor showing all around there. Um, but we were also accompanied by JP Reigns, the legend himself, the man behind BTB. And JP even wanted to do the four club challenge. Initially he was going to play with his full bag, decided to partake. So he had a four iron, a seven iron, a 60 and a three wood. So I get to the course and I ask everybody, what do I put with the four iron? Some people are saying driver. Kevin McClellan says 56, Jay Grace says 56, Mike Penny's telling me a 56, everyone's saying 56. So I start rolling putts and I 
dunk my first one. I tell JP it almost feels as good as my putter. I, I don't think I'm too worried about about the greens. And then I see Pauly V, Pauly Vlahos, Tommy's dad, and he tells me I've got it today. He feels it. I feel good. I think he told everybody that, trying to ponder everyone. But regardless, mentally, I'm locked in, ready to go. I have a driver. You're at the Idlewild. You're hitting driver on hole one. You can hit it on hole two, hole three. You can hit it on five. I usually don't. Hole six, you have to. Hole eight and hole nine. So a lot of driver holes. I feel like I have a leg up on these guys, not only because I have the driver in my bag for my distance, but they don't have the driver in their bag. So it's a little strategic in that way. So hole one, Tom actually outdrives me with his three wood. Um, just kind of put it up there with the eight iron. Then I, I proceed to chunk a, a 56, and I'm actually starting to feel nervous now. I haven't played a, a competitive round since the ID Cup in 2020. And Chimino he's with a putter and so he makes an easy par i'm sitting there with a two two wedge putt uh for bogey and i'm starting to think wow chimino's gonna run away with this if i'm making bogey double bogey every hole with this wedge putter tsn turning point on one chris cacciotti shows up 705 cities world and brings instant energy he's taking selfies with everyone telling us what what clubs we should hit we only have four so uh, not too hard of a decision there <clears throat> uh, so yeah chim wins hole one hole two i'm about to hit my four iron which i always hit on hole two and chimino comes out he's like you're not hitting dog and i start getting chirped from all the fans so i i take out driver and just rip one pin high uh so i i make a par with a two putt and the putter's starting to, I, like, I'm starting to feel good with the wedge. Then hole three, oh, Tom, Tom threw a dart on hole two as well, and Chimino was slapping it around around the greens. So we're all even after hole two. We're all one over. <clears throat> also, just to note, we are putting everything out, no gimmies, stroke play. Then hole, t- uh, hole three, nothing too crazy happens. Hole four, again, nothing too crazy happens. But Tom and I are really starting to feel feel good with these wedge putters. Uh, Then hole five comes. I push my second shot into the bunker. Hit a decent bunker shot, but have a a pretty good downhill slider coming back for par. If you've seen it on video, amazing. Dunk the putt. Got Zach Matheson behind me uh, with the video. It was electric. Chim just starts shaking his head, and you you could feel the momentum shifting at that point. But then we get to six. And then I push one, slice it left. I'm in the, what I thought was hazard, turned out to be ground under repair. At that point, I take my free drop, which Polly V, our rules official of the day, uh, said was legit. I went uh, two clubs backwards to the right. So now I'm sitting 200 out, have my four iron. So I try to lay up a little bit on that, but I... Uh, well, first, first Tom and Chim start yelling at me, saying the golf gods, golf gods this, golf gods that. Um, they're not happy about my drop. They actually wanted me to hit it out of there, but we it was a gur, it was gur. But I actually then uh, pump it right into the hazard over the green. So I make a triple on that hole. Tom makes a sick up and down for par. So now the momentum shifted again. Nobody wants the lead. The lead is dangerous. 
Uh, so Tom's at four over. Chim and I are both at six. And JP is sneaky six over as well. He parts uh, six as well. So JP Reigns, who originally didn't want to partake in it, now partaking in it, and now slowly chipping away and soon to be a leader in the in the group. So then we get to hole seven. Tom rips a five iron over the green into the bush. We're telling Tom he's got to hit another ball. He doesn't hit one. He goes up looking for it. I'm already, I'm left pin high. Chim's just short of the bunker. Um, I'm chipping. But Tom, Tom still can't find his ball. So uh, I think maybe his caddy uh, and social media coordinator here, Zach Matheson, may have found it. I don't know if Tom found it. But it was probably over the five minute, five minute searching rule. So then Tom does find it and proceeds to ask for an unplayable. There's no unplayable lie for him to drop to. So he hits his shot great out. He he hits it perfectly, forgets to move his golf cart, hits his own golf cart, and then stays right beside the bush. So Tom proceeds to make an eight on seven. And I make a great up and down, make another putt. The 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 blade putter's really really heating up. And then we get to eight, eight, nine. There's two driver holes left. I'm laughing. Chimino's in the the left bush on eight. He's slapping it around. He's pretty much conceded. He's mentally checked out. He's done. He doesn't even want to be on the course anymore. He's not even good vibes. Him and Polly are trying to figure out what his score was. Uh, Chimino makes a seven, I believe, on, on hole eight. I I make a bogey, but... This was this was the first time I really felt shorthanded without any other clubs. I'm a I'm 135 yards out, so I'm between. I'd rather I'd normally hit my my regular pitching wedge. I have a 56 that goes about uh exactly 102 yards, and a four iron that goes 210, and an eight iron going 175, 180. So I actually take the four iron and try to bump and run it all the way up from 135. Just get caught up in the rough on the left beside the bunker. Then I go uh, up, not up and down actually. I, I two putted the putt. So I made a bogey. Tom makes a par. So we're all kind of still sitting around. We're all in striking distance. JP makes a par. JP's the leader in the group after hole eight. So I'm seven over. JP's six over. Tom I think's like eight or nine. Chim maybe 10. So hole 9, this is where you make your money. Chimino says you chip uh, or you drive for show and you putt for dough. Let's say Chim didn't walk out with any dough on uh, on the 4-club challenge. So Tom, Tom steps up, duck hooks it into the pond. I go up, I rip driver up to the 100. I'm actually 102 yards out, exactly. And JP and Tom or JP and Chim are somewhere near the bunker. We got Zach Matheson on the live, not knowing anything what to do with a, a live camera. Uh, there's hands in front of the camera, hands in front of the lens, uh, watching Tom look for a ball instead of watching me throw a dart. And then it was pretty just textbook close to hole nine. I 102 yards out, exactly what I would hit my 56 and put it 102 yards to the green. I'm pin high, probably four feet, tapping birdie. I walk out champion. Tom and Chim slap it around. I don't even know if they put their ball in the hole, uh, the hole uh, on hole nine. 
but it was awesome. Like I, I wouldn't have asked for anything differently. Beating Tom and Chimino, probably my favorite pastime now. Uh, what a beautiful night. The the four club challenge is it's a different game. It's much much sim simpler game. You don't have to think. Uh, not you don't have to think what club you're gonna hit, but you just kind of lay out your shots a little differently. You're you're more into it, I found, and the concentration level of each shot was was there. My pinned prism rangefinder that I was using, maybe that's why Chimino didn't win because he let me use the red one. He was using his ace, but I was hydrated with bio steel. I was hitting pins with pinned, and at the end of the video when I won, I said I wanted to be in a bench brawl, but. I think as one and oh, I'm gonna retire from bench rolls on top. This is easily a, a top five golf moment of mine. Probably up there with obviously the 2020 ID Cup where I beat Kevin and Tyler Bertuzzi in the finals with my stepbrother Alex. The Pro Junior 2007 maybe. Uh, Pine Grove won that with Jordan Couture, Dave McMicken. I came second place uh, through retrogression in the 2008 Junior Invitational at the Idlewild. Shot 82 once to be the last qualifier of match play in the 2019 ID invite. And then the BTB 4-pack club challenge. I think this is just perfect timing for me to retire. Oh, wow. Oh, I promised that bro I wouldn't cry. Oh. But yeah, I'm done. Bench brawls. 1-0. Uh, the greatest one-hit wonder. Tom and Chim... They they have a good thing going with the bench brawls. I I don't think I fit in there. It it's just it, you want you want people to be able to have fun, right? You want competition. So with that said, I will digress. We will talk more about this on the pod next week while I have the other two. They did not want to interview me. I asked for a request for interview, was denied. So here we are hijacking the show. Now let's get back to it. All right, that was our interview. Um, yeah, Tom's giving me the eye here. He's giving me the little, the little. I don't even know how to describe it. His trigger telescope, finger, telescope. yeah. And he's describing to me while he's doing charades with me is the pin rangefinder. So, like Mace mentioned uh, in the major performers, I hooked him up. I, I legit just grabbed the pin and slapped it onto his card. That's how easy it was uh, to transfer it. It is the most affordable rangefinder and the best. Bang for your buck, quality-wise, everything. There's nothing better, I think, than the pin rangefinder. I mean, if you want to spend $500, $600 on a good rangefinder and you're a 20 handicap, have fun with it. But if you're being realistic and you want to get the best bang for your buck, it's the pin rangefinder. You go to our website, you click the link, you get 10% off the new prism. It comes out to about $250 uh, to $280, bucks, um, depending on the U.S. dollar. Go check it out. It is unbelievable. They have the magnet that sticks onto your card like we've talked about so much. They have six different colors. Um, it The most stylish rangefinder. They have the pin lock vibration. Anything you want in this rangefinder, you're going to get it. And the number one cheat code to this thing, it's USB charged. Not many other ones have that. You do not need to go and run and get a battery when it dies. And it lasts forever. No one here has charged a pin rangefinder yet since we got it. We got it in May. Mm -hmm. So, um, and they're supposed to last 60 rounds. So, yeah. 
We'll see. I think it's well beyond that. Yeah, I don't think my my brother actually got the the little notification that it was low on battery, but this was the cool part about it. You mentioned the USB C. I had the USB C cord for my Bose speaker in the cart. Slapped it in. I'm like, Thomas, let's just use mine. Took mine out of the bag because we were just sharing his. Put the USB charger from the cart to his rangefinder, and then he put his rangefinder at the other round back in the bag. He didn't have to bring it home because we charged it the whole round yeah. during the cart. Love that. Love so, it. It's amazing. Yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah. Um, and with that, we'll go to Quirny's Mace. Yeah. Yeah, we're doing a come on Mace. No, we got a would you rather. Okay, a would you rather. So Quirny's would you rather, like uh, we mentioned before, Quirny's won the best in the game, one of our favorite uh, sponsors. We, we love them so we're much. We're going shopping soon. We're going shopping soon. Back to school shopping. Um, so, we'll ha- yeah, we'll have to catch some content there, too, going to their spot at 67 Elm. If you haven't visited them yet, that's where they're at, right downtown Sudbury, or go visit their website, www.cornies.com. All right. All right. This one's for both of you guys. Would you rather win a live event, live golf event, or win a golf major? Not even close. Major. It's got to be a major. Both of us. Has to be a major. Um, even with the purses? The purse. Benson just walked out with $4.5 million. I know, but Cam Smith walked out with two. So, I mean, you go away with two, you're winning the end. It comes with winning the legacy of whatever major it is. It doesn't matter. Like, I will take the Masters over a live golf event. Any day. A hundred times. A million times out of a million. All right. What about like the tour championship? See, that that's a, that's tough. See, if if it's any... not If it's non-majors, it's it's tough. But I would still... I think I would still take a, a PGA Tour event. I think. I would love to win a, a tour or a, a players or waste management. But yeah. That's my two cents. I'm with you. Obviously, money is a big part of it, but thinking of winning a major, I don't know. I just can't beat that. It's just, even, I think what majors, if you win, you're just automatically in. It's the Masters. Yeah, you get five years exemption at all the other ones and lifetime exemption at the one you win. So Something like that. Or yeah. like a 15-year exemption. I mean. Like John Daly's still showing up at some of them. Mike Weir, still at the Masters. Yeah. Like Forever at the Masters. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, good question though. Thank you. All right, Tom. This one's specifically for you. Okay. Would you rather see Austin Matthews retire as a Maple Leaf, or go to a Cup final and lose, and then he walks to Arizona, like he said he would be open to the idea of going to Arizona after this contract's up? So you'd get the same run that we experienced last year, Montreal, going yeah. to the Cup final. In case you forgot. But then he walks. And they lost the cup. And final. they lost the cup final. If or he, if he or won, you get if Matthews he won, for his whole career, yeah. but you never never go to a cup final. Never. Never go to a cup final. That's another 20 years, 15 years. I'm going to be 37, 38. I got to see Matthews as a leaf of all time. All time leaf. Yeah. Yeah. The excitement of one season, uh, seeing them in the finals would be something. But if you were to tell me, let's just say next year, um, well, if you were to say like they went to the cup final and won and that was like next year and then he walked, I'd be totally okay with that. Yeah, for sure. Like obviously they won, but 
to see. He'd break every record, and he'd be the best Leaf of all time. And he'd probably have a statue, like, 100% for just, like, staying there. But, like, if he's a Leaf for the next 15 years, you got to imagine that he, they got to go to the cup final eventually. Yeah. Speaking of statues, <clears throat> would you rather see a Kawhi statue go up in Toronto or a Kyle Lowry statue? Kyle Lowry. Kyle Lowry. Yeah. What's your guys' guys take on statues? Should they be specific moments? This is big on Overdrive this week. They're saying Hayes is okay with specific moments going up. You could have the Joe Carter touch them all or doing his jump. Uh, You could have the Kawhi shot from the second round against Philly. Maybe even a Batista backflip from 2015. 100%. I I think the cooler part for me would be to name a street like downtown of the city. Like, you know how like a... Like, like Blue Brem- Jays Way, Drive. like or it's like a Larry Larry Avenue. Like I just think that's a lot. Even like every Uber, every Google Maps, like every or building. La- get drop me off at Lowry Lane. Wait. Yeah, like I think that's cooler than a statue, but that could be pretty cool. I don't know. Like easier a street to change all time. Too. Yeah, easier to change. Easier to change. So, I don't mind a statue though. I think that'd be pretty cool. Imagine being that guy that has a statue. At I go statue. Yeah. Okay. They pay millions to. Make you out of a statue, out of whatever gold or whatever. Yeah. What's your guys' opinion on the Dustin Johnson statue going outside Staples Center or Crypto.com? Dustin Johnson? Dustin Johnson kind of statue with the likes of Wayne Gretzky, Shaquille O'Neal. I think Kobe. Dustin Do- Johnson, DJ, the golf. No, sorry, not Dustin Johnson, Dustin Brown. Oh, Dustin, Dustin Brown. Brown. Okay. <laughs> wow. <laughs> what did DJ do for LA? Um, I, I don't mind it. So like I just think like but statues if he gets gotta it, be Kopitar's Col- got to get, get it. Dowdy, quick. Like, I would say quick. Jeff Jeff Carter. Oh, that's a tough one. That's a tough one. But I think because he's the captain of that. I, I think and they th- stripped him. Yeah, I think Brown was there longer. Exactly, like through the dog dog days of LA, like they were terrible, and and kind of was there through the whole thing. So I think that's why, kind of like Lowry. Who's there for two, right? So, yeah. All right. Last, would you rather? Would you rather be like Tyler Sege winning a Stanley Cup in his very first year as an NHL player or like Ray Bork winning in your final year? Oh my God. Final year. Yeah. Ended off on a hoorah, grinding your whole life to win one. Yeah. I think I go final year. That Ray And you'll have way more fun when you're older than. I know what Tyler's saying. Tyler's saying. Yeah, I think Tyler's had the most fun out of anyone <laughs> winning Stanley Cup. But yeah, yeah, I think you're going off with a bang. Because it would suck to know how know to the get feeling. there, know the feeling, and, and never, never get, get it again. Yeah. yeah. Good point. I'm agreeing with you today. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's good. Uh, all right, we're going to move into our four pack now. Four pack's fun this week. If you uh, take a gander outside, we're looking at a beautiful lake here. So, our four pack theme this week is anything to do with water. Any activities or like kind of just anything. Just incorporate water into any of your answers. Uh, we're going to go, Tommy's going to kick us off. Then I'm going to go second. Then Alex Chimino is going to go third. Okay. Anything to do with water. It's got to be like just a g- general like boat ride. Like boat. just being on the boat. Like boat driving ride. around like the rich area, seeing the houses. Like this is a fleeing. Like I just, I love being Love boating, boat. eh? Yeah, boating. I think I'm going to go with um, when water freezes, it turns to ice. Okay. So I'm going to go uh, skating. Ooh. I, I like that. That's a good answer. I'm just going to go with the one I think 
everyone likes to do because you have to do it to live is drinking water. Yeah, hydration. Having a nice cold tunnel. It, when you're battling on the course or whatever and you're dripping sweat on a 35 degree day and you get a nice cold ice cold water, best feeling ever. That is. Are you going back to back here, Jim? Oh, I didn't even think about that. But let's go with swimming. I think swimming is one of the... I think swimming in like a lake is one of my favorite things to do. Jumping into the lake after a sauna. It was... I, I, I just did it yesterday. And that one is beautiful. So yeah, swimming. Swimming. I am going to go with... Oh. I'm going to go with uh, sunsets by the water. Okay. The reflection, Big romantic guy. Yeah, the reflection of the sun is just beautiful. <laughs> I, I could not watch a single TV show ever again, just watch the sunset every day. Okay. We got some beautiful ones. If you guys are here two more hours, it, you, prime time today. <laughs> uh, the Jays just made a trade here, sorry. They're getting second baseman outfielder Whit Merrifield from uh, the Kansas City Royals. For who? For pitcher Max Castillo and prospect Simon Taylor. Okay. So they got a little outfielder help because Springer's elbow's been bugging them yeah. quite a bit. So save him for the playoffs. Um, my turn. I'm yeah. gonna go fishing. Fishing, nice talk. Oh fishing. wow, I didn't think about that. That's a good fishing. one. And I'm gonna go, and I've done this in Greece, not scuba diving. I'm gonna go snorkeling. Snorkel. Very underrated. Pretty good, HM. You are good. <laughs> Those are tough to beat, Tom. <laughs> um, I'm. You gotta do that in Florida, no? You gotta. I don't know about snorkeling. Uh, no. Get the Probably little not. nozzle in the mouth guard and you get the little tube up no, there. No, I got an activity that Jim's going to do in Florida. <laughs> Surfing. <laughs> never. That's that, was, that, was a good one. that was a good one. Surfing is... Uh, I, I've never gotten on a big wave, but even just a little little trainer wave. I, I'm get, sure the rush of getting on... It's awesome. Is it? Yeah. I, I could never figure out surfing behind the big boats, though. Like, uh, what, Ryder Johnson? How about Ryder Johnson going barefoot yesterday? insane dude. do you see uh in his mom's story yeah insane Nuts. i Him was kind of watching i'm like what's going on here yeah barefooting spin those guys on long lake they're animals when it comes to any water sports and with that i'll go i will go water sports for mine um specifically let's go oh my god what's it called um not wakeboarding but wake surfing wake surfing Wake surfing. It's what everyone does here in Canada. Mm-hmm. Um, I've actually done it myself. You got up? I've got up. I, I, I was carving. Yeah. I did eat eat water, but it was it is one of the best thrills of getting like getting up on a on a wakeboard surfboard is How do you like feeling. stop though? Like you stop fall. you just the bolt slows down, you let go and you just go into the water. That's that's how you stay. you don't stop. There's yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Cool. Okay. And me again, eh? Close it out, Jim. It's going to be kind of a cheap one because Tom said fishing. But I'm going to go ice fishing Ooh, for mine. That's completely good. different yeah. sport if you yep. ask August directly. Yeah, I'll go ice fishing for mine. There's there's fishing in the summer, which is nice in the boat. But when you're out there grinding all day in the cold, catching a bite through, just it's it's so Canadian. Just poke a hole and fish out of it. Is, poke a hole. Yeah. Uh, to close mine out. I'm going to go water on the rocks of a sauna. Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah, I get okay. a little uh, That's science going, a little yep. evaporation. 
Get water in the air, steam blast. And Tom close us off. You guys would like this one. A little romantic, maybe a little date spot. Not a spot, but something to do. Kayaking. Okay. Romantics. You see, you mentioned sunset. I'm thinking. I'm thinking kayaking. I like it. The, that was a tough one. That I had to really tough. think about some honorable mentions. I had. It depends. Do people like the rain? Yeah. I thought about it. Uh, like a sun shower. Yeah. I don't mind that. And like a rainbow after. Yeah. Ooh, that's that has to do with water. Yeah. There's so many things. cooking. I thought about that. I was like, yeah. like yeah, just boiling water, tea, coffee. Yeah. Bio steels mainly water. Beer mainly water. <laughs> There's everything. Everything is water. Water. Our, our water skin. to live. Yeah. Water. Everything. Showering. Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh my god. Showering is a good one. It's <laughs> a layup. Bait, we missed it. Yeah. 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 Some good honorable mentions there. Yeah, absolutely. Look at the brain power. The the team brain power. Team think. Yeah. Love that. Love that. Um, okay. Well, good four pack. Before we get it to, we missed it. Uh, let's talk to you about player uh, Playmaker Hockey Academy. So a new uh, partner of ours, um, Yad Beljo, uh, runs it. Um, he's a former OHLer, played for the Knights and the Peets in Mississauga. Uh, great program. So they brought something new to Sudbury with Synthetic Ice. Um, it's one of the largest synthetic ice training services in Canada. It offers 15% resistance when skating, um, and there's availability for private and group sessions or available for rental as well. Um, so Playmaker Ho- Hockey Academy offering a new twist to off-season training here in Sudbury, and we love to see that. We've seen a bunch. Damien Drew's been on it a ton. Um, all, all the guys have been uh, trying it out. Dario, staying in shape, staying sharp uh with the ice I, i've heard that the synthetic ice is tough to skate on um it really forces you to use your edges and get uh, better with your edges so good to know that's awesome miss just miss them yep let's well let's talk about what we miss and then we'll yeah um uh... so last episode just uh i just noticed it because i just went to listen to tom on the fir- on the ad read silvercrest ad read said yeah. this interview instead of this episode of sponsored Sorry. by but that's like nitpicky but yeah, I just yeah, that's yeah. what I yeah. <laughs> that's what I heard when I'm out here with just my phone I'm doing the ad reads with no laptop yeah. <laughs> I got no a, that was last epi oh even last epi I think this epi I messed up the no, ad read yeah, too Silvercross got a no, can me sorry Dean yeah, sorry <laughs> Dean um, I missed a good one so on Thursday this week I went to Station 84 Justin Smith's location downtown Toronto or downtown Sudbury yeah uh, and we went in there, we're playing some board games in the afternoon before we went to mini putt, just to wait out the rain that Tom was dealing with at Timberwolves. Mm, brutal. And I'm telling Justin, I'm like, yeah, I think I'm going to go to DNA, get a porchetta, smoke it for the boys. They haven't like had a true porchetta sandwich. And Justin Smith says, no, don't do that. Opens up a freezer, hands me a Ziploc bag with a, I don't know how many pounds it was, but hands me the frozen porchetta, which is for free. Sean, uh, Sean Kirkwood made it. It was awesome. That's that's unreal. Porchetta is a hidden art here in Sudbury. Like people go nuts for porchetta. We're gonna have to maybe do a series, like a thirty for thirty, on porchetta here in Sudbury. Mace, do you you got any info on porchetta here? I don't know, but we could definitely talk to Andrew. Yeah. From DNA, he mm-hmm. could probably give us a little background. Sean yeah. Kirk would give us a background yeah. for sure. You know what else is good at DNA? Is the little lollipops. You know what the lollipops are? The lamb, lamb chops. Lamb chops are nice, lamb chops yeah. Are nice. 
Yeah. Got lamb in the pasta sauce today. No. Oh, yeah. Oh. Have a day. Have a day, Mace. Have a day. Love that. I'm trying to think what else we missed. The NBA is quiet. I'm thinking sports news. But. Oh. Our uh, boy, Mark Seidel. Oh, yeah. Talk was... about an insider. Called it. Maybe calling it before everybody. Nazim Kadri to the Islanders. Yeah. By the time you're listening to this, he will probably be signed. Yeah. Be crazy. Rumor, rumors everywhere now. We also missed the... Uh, what was it? Was the Euros? The women's Euros? The uh, England one. Is that, is that the World Cup or the Euros? Uh, Euros. Women's Euros. Euros. Yeah. That's right. England won. It's coming home. Is that the first time they've won since the 99? Yeah, it's... First time they won in a while, in a while. I don't know if they've won, if England women's team has won the Euros before. But, but. that stadium looked crazy. Um, the the fans that showed up to support the women's team was awesome. Yeah, and the sponsorship dollars should like should start coming in real soon. There's, for me, watching soccer, women's soccer to men's soccer, there's no difference. Yeah, excitement wise, Team Canada. Is I agree. Phenomenal. The states have a great team all the time. I'm looking forward to. Uh, the world, because we'll be hosting the women's World Cup too, right? Along with the men, the women's follows the men's the year after. The year after, always, yeah. Yeah. Um, Will Sinclair be around for that? Yeah, I think she'll have one more kick at it. She's ageless right now. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. Um, anybody got anything else? I was gonna say F one. I'm not sure if you watch much. Oh, Max Verstappen is. Uh, he's winning every week. It feels like. Wow. It is true. Me being a Ferrari fan, it's embarrassing to watch. They blow it. They've blown three races. Yeah. In two races in a row now, they've blown on just pure strategy. Idiots running that place. Have you guys watched the Drive to Survive? Yeah. Hooked. That's oh, yeah. what got me hooked on so, it. So yeah, I don't. I don't yeah. really understand uh, F one too much. Like team wise. Yeah. If your partner's leading, are you? backing off a bit or are you trying to help him win or is it it's is whatever it one-on-one is it a true individual sport or yes what it it depends on what the team tells you though like last year in the last race it came down to the last race on points and Verstappen's teammate Sergio Perez kind of held off like put his strategy aside to help Verstappen win so he was like holding off Hamilton of getting away and let Max catch up and then let him pass him. Um, to, so it all depends on the team okay. and who and who's doing well that season. So there's an individual winner, like the F1 champion, and then there's... The, the drivers, team. the constructors championship. There's a team champion? Yeah, that's okay. right. That's right. I need to watch that show. Yeah, Me you too. do. You do. And uh, yeah, is that it, boys, for that episode is. 73? I'm hearing this Merrifield trade is huge. Huge. Like this is a big trade for the Jays. That second baseman outfielder, yeah, two-time All Star. Okay, apparently so he's and good. he's good. And uh, can, he said the, I I got another insider, uh, that's let me know that the infield is ridiculous now with him, there. So like the defense is good. Yeah. Okay. So all right. we'll see. All right, Blue Jays fans. Okay. Um. All right, folks. Well, that's gonna do it for episode seventy-three of Behind the Bench. Thank you to everyone that is always taking care of us. We'll see you for episode seventy-four. We ain't stopping. We'll see you soon.
says that we could crash it for free. We gotta take the phones because we can't let nobody see. Sun is small. 